ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my Purpose Girls. Here in the United States, it is almost Mother's Day. And that brings up so many feelings for me, so many feelings for so many women I know. Right, many of you are mothers and I have just so much respect for you and all you're doing. And we're gonna talk about that. And maybe many of you listening are like I've been for the last five years, wanting to be a mother, experiencing infertility, the pain, the heartbreak that Mother's Day can bring. Many of you might be mothers to animals or to the planet. And some of you may have a really difficult relationship with your mom and all that then Mother's Day brings up. And in the last five years of desperately wanting to be a mother to a human baby, I have really spent so much time thinking about what it means to be a mother. And where I'm at is that we are all mothers, that the world is in so much need, the world has so much crisis, whether it is animals in need, refugees in need, the earth in need, that we're all here to mother the world in some way. And that that is truly our purpose. And so it's going to get juicy today. We are going to dive into motherhood in all aspects and how every single one of us is here to mother the world in some way. I cannot wait. Welcome to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. Before we go further, I want to read our review of the week. This is a five-star review by April in the United States. She says, listen to be inspired. Karen is obviously living her passion and purpose and constantly inspiring me to do the same. April, that makes me so happy. <laughs> it's actually perfect for our topic today because I truly believe every single one of us is here to live our unique purpose is here to live fully as ourselves, is here to share our gifts with the world, our joy, even our pain, because under our pain, there is so much wisdom. And that's what we're all here to do. And so April, if I'm inspiring you to really live fully all out and live your purpose, then you have just confirmed that I am living mine. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's talk Mother's Day. So first, I want to dedicate this episode to my mom. I will probably start crying. So Gladys Rockind, if you are listening to this, and even if you're not, I'm going to make you <laughs> at least listen to the first few minutes. I have been blessed with an incredible mother. A mother who showed me how to be loving in the world. My mom never forgets a birthday. She always remembers if someone has gone into the hospital or there is something wrong and she is the first person to text or to call you. And my mother was the breadwinner among her and my dad. She was a major career woman. Mom, you have Mensa intellect. 
right? My mom is an absolute genius and would tell me that in her day, women didn't become doctors or else she would have. Now, there were a few who became doctors, but for the most part, the choices, if you also wanted to be a mother were to teach, maybe to be a nurse, and teaching allowed her to have summers off and evenings with us to be able to cook dinners for all of us. And so my mom became a teacher and not only did she become a teacher, but she started teaching in the community college system here in the United States when it was just getting started. And not only did she teach as a college professor mathematics because she's genius, but she also then became the chair of the department. And she ran the department for like 20 years. And not only did she chair the department, but when technology was coming into the classrooms, my mom was one of the first math professors in the community college system to start using digital products and teach how to use online and how to teach you know, with technology. And so she would go and travel all over the country and give these presentations. All the while waking up every morning at five or six o'clock in the morning to ensure every single one of us had lunch packed. She even made my dad's lunch, even though he would come home every single day for lunch. Dad, you could have made tuna fish on your own, but my mom had it in the fridge for him. All the while making dinner for us every single night, while honestly we were all watching TV or my dad was reading the news. I mean, my mom really was that super shiro. And she set the bar super high in a way that I probably can never meet, at least in that way. My mom is the epitome of strength and resilience and grit and being a feminist. So one of my favorite stories about my mom is that when she first started teaching at the college, she was the only woman professor. The other women in the department were all secretaries. And that was what they were called at the time, not administrative assistants, not executive assistants, secretaries. And one day the coffee pot was empty. And my mom was like 32 and the other professors were, you know, older men in their 50s, 60s. And she looked at that empty coffee pot and she had an instant knowing that if she made coffee, she said, if I made coffee that one day, they would expect me to make coffee forever. And she just made a decision, I'm not making the coffee. And so she never made the coffee. It's not that my mom is not a team player. She's a huge team player. In addition to everything I just told you, she also was volunteering at the synagogue and helping out with the sisterhood club and like baking for other people and making meals when they needed it. I mean, my mom is a team player. But she knew that she had to show up differently and as a woman, take a very silent stand. She didn't have to be loud, but just make a stand that she was an equal professor to them. She knew she made less money. She knew all of that. And so she is my Shiro in so many ways. And she still is the person I call. I mean, I call my mom every day, but if I'm having like a sadness or a panic, like I call my mom, she's so even keeled. So this episode is dedicated to my mom. And I also wanna dedicate this episode to my sister, who it is her first Mother's Day, who beautifully gave birth to her gorgeous baby girl just three months ago. And she too had years, more years than I, of struggling with fertility and having a baby. And also in her 40s, just gave birth to such a beautiful, smiley, brilliant, 
wonderful little girl. And so Mother's Day can bring up so much. For those of you who are moms to humans, I am just giving you so much respect in this moment. As coronavirus has unfolded, we have so many sheroes, so many heroes, right? Those on the front lines in the hospitals, the nurses, the doctors, men and women and transgender and all of the above, the janitors in the hospitals, the social workers, every single person who is interacting in the hospitals. We have so many sheroes and heroes in our grocery stores and in food service who are ensuring that we are fed and honestly risk their lives to go to work every day so that we can go grocery shopping. So many heroes and sheroes, those of you who are parenting during this stay-at-home quarantine of coronavirus. I am constantly amazed with you. Many of you are working still full-time at home on your laptop, on your computer, while also now homeschooling your child or your two or three or four children, ensuring that they're getting their homework done, they're getting everything done. And this has not been that kind of quiet time for you of really going inward. I know that this has been harder. And I just tell my neighbors across the street who have three little ones under nine every day, I'm like, you guys are doing awesome. The kids are fed. They're great. So I just want to let all of you know, if your kids are fed, I don't care what they're fed. If they're fed macaroni, they're fed marshmallows, they're fed ice cream and chips every day. Cool. Like it's been a different circumstance. (laughs) Josh and I were Zooming with his cousin the other day and we asked where her daughter was and she said she was watching TV and she goes, I know, A plus parenting. And I was like, totally A plus parenting. Like even though she probably meant it as a joke, sarcastic, right now you use all your resources and I'm just in such amazement such amazement one of my friends has been doing curricula every day for her kids so they get enrichment one of my friends is kind of just changing the school topics right like baking is now you know I said that's great it's like home economics so she's teaching her kids to bake and to cook and they're doing a lot of like outdoor chalk artwork and all around like happy messages and live a great day. And I'm like, that is so important. That should actually be taught in school. So however you're doing it is amazing. And I'm giving you so much credit right now. I want you to pause and give me three celebrations. Okay. Just say it out loud in your car or wherever you're listening to the Purpose Girl podcast. Like, and here's how it goes. You actually use the words I celebrate. I celebrate that my kids are fed. Yes. I celebrate that I'm so awesome that I actually took a shower this week. Yes. I celebrate that I'm so awesome that I actually was able to finish that report and I was able to help my kids with their homework today. Yes. We are so hard on ourselves. This is like an old female pattern that we actually have to celebrate. And isn't that what Mother's Day should really be about? Really celebrating ourselves? So no self-deprecation, no getting down on yourself for what you haven't done. Screw all of that bullshit. I want to hear you celebrate. In fact, I want you to come onto the Purpose Girls Facebook group, and I want you to celebrate every single day. Like, I am dying for the women in there. I want you to come on and every day list me a celebration of what you are doing. Because there is nothing too small, and the more you celebrate yourself, the more you will actually feel confident and competent. You think men don't celebrate themselves when they babysit their kids? They're like, look how awesome I was. I babysat last night. 
It's like, no, you didn't babysit. You parented. (laughs) They think that they're awesome. So let's think that we're awesome too. And so, so much respect for all of you moms out there. And I am celebrating you. You better believe on Mother's Day, I'm going to be celebrating you big time. And then I know that on Mother's Day, there will be some of you who are heartbroken. That it is another year without being a mom. And again, I might cry. I am crying, see? Because just saying that even though I am pregnant, even though I feel my baby boy in my belly and I hear his heartbeat all the time, I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to have this day that is dedicated to mothering and it seems that you never will. And we don't know if you ever will mother in that way. What I do know is that those of you who are in this situation are among the strongest, most courageous, most resilient, gritty, badass, powerful women I have ever met. Because we have no understanding of why some women are able to get pregnant so easily and so many of us are not. Yes, there is age. I didn't start until I was 40. I get it. But I'm healthy. And there are plenty of women who have babies in their 40s. Yes, there are different conditions of things that we eat and the food is different than it used to be, all of that. But still, when a woman wants to have a child, when a woman wants to be that nurturer and give that love to a little human, it is incredibly painful to have Mother's Day. And so I want all of you out there to know that I see you and I love you that you are not alone, that we are in this together. And I want you to know that you are already a mother, whether you ever have human babies or not. That there are so many ways that you are mothering the world with your desire to be a mom and with your love. To those of you who have had miscarriages or stillbirths, and your angels are up in heaven, or you've had a child who's actually passed. You are a mother. And those spirits have felt you and connected with you. And they are still with you. I can see my two little girls, my miscarriages. I can see them. And and the night before my embryo transfer, you know, I did IVF to be pregnant right now with baby boy. I asked my two little girls who I can see so clearly. They're four and two right now, even though, of course, I never saw them, but I can see them right with my heart and with my soul. And the night before my embryo transfer, I sat down with them in what would be the baby's room because it was supposed to be their room. And I hugged them and I held them. (laughs) I could see myself playing with them on the bed. And then I had a little talk with them and I said, girls, your baby brother is going to come into my womb tomorrow. 
will you watch over him? Will you give him this room? I know it's been yours for four years, but will you give him this room? And they looked at me with their big eyes and they said, yes, mommy, we will. And I feel their presence. I know that they are watching over that room. And I know that when he is born, God willing, and he is in the crib, they will be watching over. And so if you've ever lost a child in any way, know that you are a mother. And I see you and I feel you. And I wish I could wrap my arms around you on this Mother's Day and hold you to my bosom and mother you and remind you of how resilient and beautiful and warm and strong you are. And I also just want to hold you as my daughter and let you cry to someone. And so if you need that, send me an email, cry to me. And for those of you who haven't yet been pregnant or haven't had a miscarriage, but you are still in the infertility process, you too are a mother. Because that desire to be a mother is so applicable in a million ways that we are going to talk about how else we can mother, who else needs our motherly love, the other ways. And I don't even just mean adoption. I mean how the world needs your love, your nurturance, your care, your wisdom, your genius. And that was a huge thing for me when I was going through infertility. I knew that I was mothering the world whether I ever had a tiny baby or not. So many women who have been through my Empowered program or who have coached with me tell me that I am like the mom that they never had. No matter how great of a mom they ever had, I'm the one who has encouraged them that they can be everything that they've ever wanted. I'm the one who has held them and told them and supported them as they got over old self-doubt and old stories of not being good enough and encouraged them and lovingly supported them and going after every dream. One of my clients in the Purpose Girl Dream Accelerator, the program that I run for women to launch and grow their purpose businesses, she cares for and adopts out cats who no longer have a home. Maybe their parents were elderly, maybe their humans were elderly and went into a nursing home and they can't be cared for anymore, or the family moved and they couldn't care for the cat. And so these are quote unquote unwanted cats and she actually finds them home and she is such a mother. And I see her on Zoom. I see her on video calls and she's got like six cats all around her and she's nurturing and loving and kissing and she is such a mother. I see another one of my clients who is almost 50, probably will not have her own children. And she creates meaningful events on Zoom to bring people together and connect and share their desires and share their hopes. She's like a coach, but through events. And tell me that that's not mothering. It is. And so for those of you who have wanted to be a mom and you are having challenge, know that I am with you. We are together. I am loving you. I'm holding you and supporting you in knowing that you are here to mother the world, whether you have your own child of your womb or not. And those of you who have difficulty with your mother, I am loving you this Mother's Day. Because that is the first place that we are supposed to receive love and unconditional support. That is 
where we're supposed to feel safe. I can only imagine the pain of not having that and the pain of feeling like you were abandoned or you have nowhere to go or you receive harsh criticism from your own mother. Thinking of one of my coaching clients who was always told by her mother that she was too fat, too big, comparing her to the other girls and the pain that that's left her. Thinking of another one of my coaching clients whose mother continues to tell her that she's not doing anything important or meaningful with her life. When, oh my goddess, if you saw this woman, my client, she's like seriously changing lives at corporations and in companies and teaching mindfulness. I mean, it's incredible. Like what? And so if that is you, or you don't, you grew up without a mom, one of my beautiful, incredible clients who came on a goddess retreat with me and is now in my goddess on purpose course, she grew up, her mom passed away when she was little. And so I can only imagine how painful Mother's Day is for her. And then what I want to suggest for you all is that Mother's Day is an opportunity for you to mother yourself. This is a huge part of becoming a goddess on purpose. No matter how wonderful or not your mother was, or present, or she wasn't alive at all, we all have pain from our childhood. We all have unresolved issues. I dedicated this episode to my mom, and mom, I love you. And there are still ways that I've had to heal and had to learn to mother myself. Because my mom is very logical. She's a mathematician. And I am an emotional roller coaster. I mean, hello, right? I've already like laughed and cried on this episode 10 times. And I know she wonders like, where did my emotional daughters come from, right? Like, of course, I know where we came from. Her husband, my dad, he's a sensitive artist, totally emotional. So there are ways that no matter how wonderful my mother is and was, I didn't feel that support of my emotions. I didn't feel that total support of my dreams. And so for all of us, what we need to do and a wonderful celebration of Mother's Day is to mother ourselves. And what does it mean? What does it look like? It means that we begin to give ourselves the love that the little girl inside of us needed. And that's not a dig on any mom. There are ways my little boy is going to need mothering that I'm not going to be able to give him. Because I I can't be perfect in every single way. And he may need something that is just not in my strength set. He may need something that I have my own issues that I'm resolving around, right? Like my client whose mom told her that she was fat at eight. (laughs) That was her mom's issue. And so I have my own issues that I know are probably going to leave baby boy maybe in therapy one day. And so he's going to need to learn to parent and mother himself. So how do we do that? One, we think about the little girl or little boy that is inside of us. We think about and we get in touch with her or him. I like to even see my little girl. I used to wear a lot of braided pigtails. And my mom would make me these barrettes. We would make them together that had like ribbons coming down. And I had this huge gap. I still have a gap between my front two teeth, but it used to be like 
three times the size and I can see little Karen. And what I will do is I will go up to her. I imagine myself going up to her after school and I can see her sometimes jumping out to me and like laughing and skipping and running toward me and giving me a hug. And sometimes I can picture her running out of the building crying. Like in fifth grade when the other little girls stopped being friends with her. And in those moments, I can see it right now. I kneel down and I hold her and I hold her. And I pet her hair and I whisper, I love you. And then I step back for a second, still kneeling, still holding her. And I look into her big brown eyes and I say to her, what do you need, little one? I love you so much. What do you need? What do you need to hear? What do you need to know? And she just answered me. She always answers me. She said, I need to know that I'll be okay. I need to know that I'm loved. I need to know that I'll have friends in my life. And so I hold her again and I pet her hair and I say, oh, my love, yes. I promise you are going to have so many friends in your life. You're going to have so many women who love you. You won't even know all of them. There are going to be so many women who love you and you love around the world. I can't even tell you all the ways that's going to happen. And little one, you are so loved and so perfect as is. And I love you so much. And everything is okay. And it's going to be okay. You are safe. And even just now, as I'm doing this, literally with her, but with you on the microphone, I felt it as soon as I said, you are safe. I felt my heart soften. And that lets me know that she needs to hear that again and again. And so I repeat to her, you are safe. You are safe. You are safe. I've got you. And then she actually starts smiling, these big round cheeks that I always had in that gap tooth grin. And she looks up at me, even though her eyes are wet from the tears. And she says, let's go skipping. And so I stand up and I hold her sweet little hand and we skip off of the playground. We skip away from school and we skip down the street I've done this exercise with so many clients where I've had them go into wherever was a point of pain for them, their childhood home. For one of my clients, it was standing at the bus stop, supposed to be picked up by a parent who never showed up. She was standing there with a balloon and she was never picked up. One of my clients who was adopted and had a primal wound from someone coming in and taking her away in the hospital. And I had, I went through this meditation with her and I had her go into the hospital and her sit with her baby self in the nursery where there was no mother coming to get her. There was no parent, no father coming to get her. And I had her sit with her baby self. And her pick her baby self up out of 
the crib in the hospital and holds her and holds her and holds her and kiss her and nourish her and nurture her and love her and love her. And then when the time was right, she carried herself out of the hospital rather than it being social workers and adoption agencies. And she said that that primal pain at 50 plus years old went away forever after doing that. So we all, this Mother's Day, can mother ourselves. It is the deepest form of self-compassion, of self-forgiveness, of self-love that we could ever give. And no matter what your situation is, I promise it is incredibly healing. And it's one of the pieces of work I love doing with my coaching clients, even though it doesn't seem like it's related to purpose or doesn't seem like it's related to living your dreams or living a big life or living fully. It is 100% related. Because the things that hold us back typically from living our dreams aren't having the best business strategy. Trust me on this. Like I work with a lot of women to launch their purpose into the world. And it's not strategy. Okay, because we can figure out your strategy really quickly. Trust me. It is the block, the mental block, the emotional block, the pain that's inside that creates the self-doubt and fear. And that might be self-doubt and fear from this lifetime and self-doubt and fear from lifetimes and ancestors of women who came before us. Because even though we have so many freedoms, at least in the United States and Western countries, we have so many freedoms as women. It is ingrained in the bones and the cells that women are here just to be wives and moms. So even though we have so many more freedoms, think about this. It's only been in the last hundred years that women have had more freedoms and more opportunity beyond that. So it's kind of just our grandparents or great-grandparents who thought of women differently. Our grandmothers didn't have the opportunity to vote and in many countries still don't, right? And so even though we have so many more rights now, culturally, ancestrally, this is passed down generation to generation and then begins to make its way into culture and into context which is why, if you think about it, when we talk to little baby girls, we, you're so cute, you're so pretty, you're so sweet. We talk to little baby boys. Hey, little man, what's up, little dude? It's like we're already setting up the man to be confident and the little girl just to think it's all about being pretty. Why? Because if we go back hundreds, even thousands of years ago, a woman's whole job was to be a wife. Like that was the best she could do for herself. And so I only share all of that because there is so much that we as a generation are the ones who are changing. And it means we're going to have to really work to heal ourselves and love ourselves and mother ourselves, not because in many situations there was anything wrong with your mother, but because she was taught by her mother who wasn't allowed to vote or wasn't allowed to work. Think about that. So we are remothering ourselves. And then there are those of you who have children, but you are feeling trapped. And you probably don't want to admit that. That's okay. You can just admit it to me. One of my best friends, one of my favorite, she's so authentic. One of my favorite things about her is she's so honest. She's like, oh, sometimes like I just want to like, you know, put my kids out for a night, you know, or like, oh, they're up my butt. I can't stand it. And I love that about her because it's actually what a lot of parents are thinking. 
early happiness research was very clear that parents were actually less happy than non-parents, people who weren't parents. And some of you are parents would say, that's crazy because when I ask people what makes you happy, they always tell me their kids. But in reality, moment by moment, the research shows kids actually do not make us happy. It's like, so why do we even want this? Why are we doing this? And it's because they give us something greater. They give us a sense of meaning. They give us a sense of purpose. It's that deeper fulfillment. And I know so many moms, so many of you tell me, you email me, you call me, you join Goddess on Purpose, you join Empowered, you join my coaching programs and you say, I have focused so much on being a mom that I don't know who I am anymore. I have lost myself. And I know for some of you, Mother's Day, then you have a sense of like guilt, like, yeah, I'm happy to be a mom, but also deep down, I'm feeling like, oh, I, you know, have lost myself and I'm resentful and I'm frustrated and I'm angry and I'm unhappy. And I want you to know you are okay too. You are entitled. You are allowed. That is so normal, so human. And it is a call that there is another way that mothering is calling to you. And it's mothering the world. It's living on purpose. And so we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor. And when we get back, we are going to talk about how every single one of us can answer that call to mother the world and to really put our purpose out. Because that is what is called for on Mother's Day and beyond. Listen, in all this talk of social distancing and immune systems, one thing has been making me feel so good every day and so healthy, and it's taking my ritual vitamin. So while you're cooped up at home and you are practicing social distancing, it's the perfect time to start a new daily ritual that will support your health. We all continue to do our best to eat clean during this uncertain time. But there are just some nutrients that scientists say are hard to get enough of from food alone. That's why Ritual Essential for Women is a clean daily multivitamin designed to help fill all the nutrient gaps in your diet. Ritual multivitamins are vegan-friendly, gluten-free, non-GMO. They have a delayed-release capsule designed to be gentle on your stomach. So seriously, I take them on an empty stomach and I never get sick. Plus... They taste like peppermint, the regular ones, or the prenatals taste like lemon. And the best part, Ritual is a monthly subscription that's delivered straight to your door. So you never have to go to the store to stock up. You never have to worry about any of that. It just comes to you. And by the time you finish one bottle, the next is already in your mailbox. Let Ritual be one small constant among all the countless changes to your daily life. Ritual is making me feel so healthy during this time. Like, seriously, I know every single day my body is getting the nutrients that it needs and my immune system is going to be healthier because I take Ritual. And I'm such a fan that they were first a sponsor on the podcast and then I became a paying customer. Like, I really love these vitamins. What I'm finding is I just feel good on them. And those daily changes, they add up and make you feel so much healthier. It is something so small that you can get big results on today. Ritual is offering all my listeners 10% off your first three months. It's such an amazing deal. You want to try it out. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com forward slash purpose girl and start your ritual today. Again, it's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com forward slash purpose girl. They are awesome. You will love these vitamins and you will feel so good on them. Get them now. Okay, back to our episode. And I want to take us back to when I was 36 years old. And in graduate school at the University of Pennsylvania to get my master's degree in positive psychology. And I had just left my corporate job. So remember, I had no money, right? I was spending my money on grad school 
living in this small apartment and really going for this dream and also terrified of going for this dream of becoming Purpose Girl. I didn't even have the words at the time. I just knew I am on earth to empower women to live their purpose. Like that was just all I knew. And in class, we had a guest professor, very famous psychologist, who looked at our class and he said, there is no purpose for the single childless woman. (laughs) What? There is no purpose. He didn't repeat it. I'm just repeating for you. He said that there was no purpose for the single childless woman. And he went on to talk about evolutionarily, the reason for a woman to be alive is to bear children. Well, if that is the reason, and again, remember I said that culturally this has been passed on from generation to generation, and I understand evolution, that if we don't have women who are giving birth to the next generation, then yeah, we would become extinct. So I totally get it. I get why, you know, so many women's hearts want children, not all, of course, But I get it. That is part of evolution and that is part of the human or animal biology. But in today's world, it was 2010, in today's world to say that there's no purpose for a childless woman just blew all of our minds. And so that night we were having a glass of wine together and one of my friends said, so genius, so geniusly, if that's a word. She said, we are here to mother the world. I don't know why I'm going to start crying again. Maybe it's pregnancy hormones, but I know that that moment was so defining. My friend Natalie said, we're here to mother the world. Look around. Look at how much pain there is. Look around. Look at how much need there is. Look at how many children are starving. Look at how many elderly are dying alone. Look at how many trees are being cut down and the earth needs us to save. Look at how the toxins are killing our wildlife. Look at how our plant life is dying. Look, I mean, look, and she just went on and said, we are here to mother the world. So whether we ever have children or not makes no difference. The purpose of childless women and frankly, every woman is to mother the world. And that moment, Natalie, I need to call you and tell you this. <laughs> that moment changed my life. Because I started really thinking about it, and this is the commonality that every woman has. So after positive psychology graduate school, I learned so much intellectually that obviously I share with you all the research, but I felt like something was missing. And what was missing was the feminine, right? It was like so much in my head and the science, but what was missing, I felt like was the heart and the soul and the feminine body. And so after graduate school, the next study I did was in the divine feminine, when ancient feminine wisdom, in the archetypes of goddesses. And I studied for 13 moons, which is basically 13 months, but 13 moons with a mentor and 13 other women, ancient feminine practices that have been lost and were secretly carried generation to generation, the ancient feminine practice of quieting your mind and listening to your intuition. And that when an intuition would come and a woman had a knowing, she was thought to be a witch. Where did she get that information? It's her intuition. But that's an ancient feminine practice. How about the ancient feminine practice of 
creating, creating life, birthing. Do you know that thousands of years ago, men didn't know where babies came from? Women weren't necessarily married at the time. Marriage became an economic proposal for a man to take on a wife and have kids who they would own in order to work their farms and everything else. And so women were having sex and enjoying life. And then some of them, nine months later, would end up having a baby. And no one knew that the sperm had anything to do with it. But it was at some point then considered wild and witchy. How'd she do that? How'd she just create life inside of her? Well, this is it about being a woman. Whether you ever have a human child or not, we all are born to create. Our womb area, our second chakra, chakras are energy centers, our second chakra related to our pussies, the place of femininity, the place of pleasure, the place of creation. That is ancient feminine wisdom. So throughout the year that I studied feminine wisdom and ritual, we looked at the different archetypes of woman. And there are many. One archetype of woman is mother. And that's the one I think that is most rewarded in our culture. Somehow, so many cultures think every woman wants to be a mom. No, you, you don't all want to be a mom. And that's totally okay. This Mother's Day is for you too, mothering the world. But we have this idea then that the feminine is all about nurturing and rocking a baby and sweet and soft and pink or light blue and fluffy. And that is unconditional love. And that is absolutely a feminine power. We have the ability to love unconditionally. We can love earth unconditionally. We can love our friends unconditionally. We can love humanity unconditionally. It's why women are so nurturing and in research have said that they want an identity that is contributing and supporting and nurturing the world in some way, loving the world in some way. Whether those women ever have kids or not of their own, this is what we're called for. It is that feminine archetype of mother. And women are more than that. There's the feminine archetype of the goddess of love, Aphrodite who is sensual and sexual and just like Cleopatra loves to receive and be invited and she loves to feather herself and loves to take baths. Like that is a beautiful feminine archetype. There's a beautiful feminine archetype of the primal goddess who is like raw and real and fierce. She's natural. And we have her inside of us too. One of the archetypes is the woman warrior. The thing about a woman warrior is she is a warrior for love. She's taking a stance. Now, here's something that's so interesting about that mother archetype. We have the idea in our culture that mother just means soft and sweet. And so we tell every girl, be sugar and spice and everything nice. Well, that's not just being a mother. Think about the lioness when someone or an animal is approaching her cubs. She's not sweet and soft. She is freaking fierce. She is protecting. She is like, oh, no, you don't. The same is true of mothers of every single species. 
That's why when some children have been trapped under a car or heavy thing, a mother is able to lift up that car because she gets fierce. No one is getting in the way of my cubs. Now, what does that mean for us to mother the world? It means that we are both here to be loving and nurturing toward humanity, toward earth, toward elderly, toward kids, toward other women or toward men or whomever it is that you are called to be living your purpose at this moment, to be sharing your wisdom, sharing your gifts, sharing your uniqueness. And it is to be fierce, fierce in that pursuit. And here's something I'm noticing with coronavirus. I was on a sister call yesterday and every single woman on that call brought up fierceness that is coming from her. She's getting angry whether it's angry at the government and how they are handling this or angry at other people and how they're divided about this. Anger is coming up and we think somehow that's not feminine. Of course it is. Think fierce lioness. Now, what does that mean in terms of Mother's Day? Now, every single one of us was born for purpose. And you might think your purpose on earth is to be a mom to your human children. That may be part of your purpose, but that's actually, I'm going to go against what that professor said. That is not your primary purpose on earth. Because those children then, you will nurture them, you will care for them, and ideally they will become upstanding citizens who contribute their own gifts and live their own purpose in the world. And then I have seen way too many moms when their kids turn 15 and no longer want them around anymore. Maybe it's 13. I don't know. But certainly when their kids turn 18, 19 and leave the nest, them looking around and saying, oh, what do I do now? Who am I now? And so our identity cannot just be mother to human or else we will end up, whether it's in our 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever age it is, feeling lost, useless. And that is not being a goddess on purpose. Rather, the purpose, your purpose, is the way that you are mothering those children. Are you teaching them to be individuals, to be strong, to be resilient? Are you teaching them to know who they are and love who they are? Are you teaching them to go after their dreams? Are you teaching them to be kind and compassionate? That more has to do with your purpose. Because that's what you are uniquely here to do. And that's who you are, whether with your children or with someone else or other people's children. And so what's actually needed right now is for every single one of us to bring those same traits that we would to a child or to a puppy, to populations that our heart feels called to serve. And to do so both with nurturing and love as well as fierce protection. I truly believe that this moment of coronavirus actually was made for women to rise. The last two generations have done their own way of women rising, and now is the time that we get to rise in a whole new way. Not fighting anyone, rather stepping toward to protect and to support and to uplift and to help the world rise. And you're going to do it differently than I'm going to do it. So to mother the world means, one, we really know our own superpowers and what superhero are we. It's something I teach in the Goddess on Purpose course. We get clear on like, 
what is my uniqueness and my way that I am here to really change the world? We also know the ways in which we are inspiring, what inspires us and the ways that we are inspiring and our wisdom to share with others. We get clear on our voice and our message and who it is that we're here to support, whether that is animals, whether that is earth, whether that is other people in our country and another country. And we approach that need with love and with fierceness. And we are here to do it all in joy, right? Whereas traditional parenting, according to the research, doesn't necessarily bring joy. And there's a lot of reasons for that. It's different in countries where there are more parental supports, right? Where there are longer maternity leaves, where there is paid healthcare, paid daycare, that kind of thing. In the United States, we have very short maternity leave. It's unpaid for most companies. Healthcare costs are exorbitant. So it, some of it depends on that. But overall, your way of mothering the world is going to bring you joy. Now, there is no shame in saying there are moments of mothering a human that brings you joy, and there are moments that make you crazy. That's normal. What I actually find is more people complain about parenting than actually celebrating. Totally normal. Something I'm getting ready for, right? But when you're living your purpose, when you're mothering the world, it's going to be in a way that doesn't drain you, that you don't resent, but rather lifts you up. We talked earlier about mothering yourself. In the same way, mothering the world is finding that place, that way that you get to uplift the world that maybe your children don't want you to do, but is in you to do. And it can look in so many different ways. One of my clients has never wanted children, but she loves helping people reduce stress. Uh, don't you think she's needed right now? There's so much stress, not just now, but five years ago and probably five years from now and five years after that. And it brings her joy. So she's going to do that. One of my clients has kids and has so many joys with her kids and so many moments of frustration. But in her is also an inner artist. And for the first 10 years of being a mom, she gave up her art. She stopped writing poetry. She stopped painting. She was just too busy. I get it. She's had multiple kids. But that's in her to mother the world with her art, to uplift people in reading what she writes. So she started writing a screenplay. Like, yes, yes, yes. So it's not just her kids. It's her kids and. And now she's putting art in her home. And so her kids get to benefit from her gifts and her talents, her superpowers, her inspiration as well. One of my amazing clients in the Goddess on Purpose course, as we got clear on joy for her and what she loved to do as a child, she said she loved making radio shows. But listen, life has been too busy. She has a child with special needs who she has had to be a fierce advocate like the lioness for, for a long time. Life was too busy for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And even though she loves her child, even though she loves parenting this child, even though there's so much joy that this child brings to her, there was something inside of her that felt like it was missing. 
And so as we've been doing this work in Goddess on Purpose and around her superpowers and around her inspiration and her joy, and she shared, when I was younger, I loved making little radio shows. So I challenged her, make us a radio show. Just us women in the Goddess on Purpose course, right? A couple dozen of us, make us a radio show. And she had so much fun. Because what was in her, yeah, she was a fierce advocate for her child, but what was also in her was the desire to bring joy and understanding and inspiration to other people. And she has a great voice. And so she made it and she said she had so much fun. And the feedback from the other women, this is what I love about the Goddess on Purpose course, is that other women respond to her. She probably had like eight to 10 women saying, oh my God, I loved this. It was so good. Here's my feedback. This was great. You should have a podcast. And so it's not that there was anything wrong with her mothering her child. Absolutely not. It's that, and she was meant to mother the world. And the beauty is that now that she's had this experience with her amazing special needs child, she has more empathy to share with her radio listeners. She has more stories to share with those listeners. She has more wisdom to share. So it's not like going back and, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. No. It's that this is the perfect time. Yes, during coronavirus, for you to mother the world. I am so sick of people telling me that now is not a good time for them to pursue their purpose because either they're too depressed or sad, which I totally get. Listen, I too, I'm crying. If I watch the news, I start crying. Do you see how many times I've cried on this episode? Or it's not a good time because people don't have money. BS. There are lots of people who have money and will pay you to work. And you can start your purpose right now without making money on it. It's a great time for it. And as one client said to me, no one cares about purpose right now. B.S. Because purpose is mothering the world in your unique way. Sharing your gifts, your talents, being fully alive, lifting up the world, raising the vibration. That's what it is to be a goddess on purpose. And people need it now more than ever. The world needs it now. So on this Mother's Day, I'm thinking of each and every one of you. No matter what your story is with Mother's Day, I'm holding you in my heart and loving you. I'm wrapping you like as if I were your own mother and you were my daughter. And I'm looking you in the eye. And I want you to know that I see you. I see your gifts. I see your talents. I see the ways that you're meant to lift the world up and raise the vibration and bring the joy and share and heal the world. I believe in you. And I know you're here to mother the world. And I know that when all of us get together to mother the world, that's how we're going to change the world one woman at a time. And that's my wish for Mother's Day. So with that, my loves, Thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. If you loved it, and I hope you did, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Leave your five-star review. It takes 60 seconds, and your reviews are what are ensuring that women all over the world are rising up and living their purpose now. If you haven't yet joined us on the Purpose Girls Facebook group, don't wait. I want us to be doing daily celebrations. I just did a dance break there today. Like, get on it, girl. Let's raise up this world right now. And you want to make sure you're on my email newsletter list. 
because that is where you're going to be the first person to find out special things I have going on for when I go on maternity leave, special deals on courses, special programs I'm going to be doing as soon as I'm off maternity leave, as well as weekly videos and email messages and tips and tricks that I send out every single week. So get on that newsletter list. You go to purposegirl.com and it is right there at the top. With that, my loves, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself. May you love life. Bye for now.